everybody, it's Digital Novel Book Club. I'm your pal Slow Beef. With me, of course, my good friend Oren Ronan. Good evening. My good friend Turbo C. Hello. My good friend Jim. Hey, everybody. My good friend Polo Hoko. Hey. So my internal RNG on that made, makes me think I always pick Oren last or... Well, I guess, Paula, you might be near the end, too, so I tried to switch it up, but I don't know how good I did on I, that. I am never in the middle. It's okay. I've kept an elaborate spreadsheet and rated myself. Well, brother. Well, I'll I'll, I'll work on it, okay? It's it's a lot. I'm also here. Yeah, you missed Rosella. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I can swear I had you were out. Damn it. And Rosella, by the way. I was going to wait on that one. <laughs> Looks like you've just fallen off the list, Rosella. Dang, I can I can go. It's fine. No, wait. <laughs> Come oh, back. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Right. It's my own fault. It's incompetence or something. Um. All right. <sighs> Listen, we are back. We're here to talk about murder and in law and everything like in between. And uh, even though we promised last week that we'll go play to the end of the game, we decided mid through that we're going to do until the save point. <laughs> This episode. It was it was a lot longer than I'd realized. So there's so much. Yeah. So if you read ahead, I guess just deal with it. <laughs> well, if you read ahead, enjoy, and then you can see if our you know now you know instantly if oh, right. um, yeah. every, everyone's speculation is correct or not. So now when we theory craft, you could be like, ah, they're they're so foolish. I know exactly. Or like, holy god, I can't believe Pola guessed all of it or whatever. You know. So I put a lot of pressure on you, Pola, for that. So. You'll have to get it all right. Oh, that's okay. My guesses are always right anyway. I know we really it has only been two weeks or one week rather. You know, like we did record last week, but for whatever reason, I am totally lost on where we are. Oh, okay. So we did the investigation and now we have to we went into recess because we're bringing Judge Jigoku to court, right? Yeah. Yeah, but we still have one scene of investigation left because some of us only played to the end to the save point last time. Right. I think that's why it feels so far away is because, like, some of us did this a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I see. So, well, um, well, I mean, I finished the game earlier, so. Well, I just did it this week, so it's fresh in my mind. So, yeah. You want to tell us what happens? We, we have a scene at Charm's, um, uh, at Charm's place, which is full of exposition and revelations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about it. What, what, is ex- what is expositioned? What is revealed? Exposited. So Sholmes uh, got a telegram from Japan, um, mm-hmm. and it takes a while for him to explain exactly what it is. But uh, he um, apparently contacted uh, what's the detective's name? Uh, Hosonaga. Hosonaga. Hosonaga, and told him to uh, search um, Judge Jig- um, Jigoku's office. Jigoku's. Uh, and he came up with uh, a list of names, which is a familiar list of names. Mm-hmm. Is it the four that we know and love? Yeah, it's the, the exact same four. Aishin, uh, K-U-S-O-G-I, T. Gregson, and... Um, Clyde. Uh, Watson. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, Wilson, uh, as, as you might call him. <laughs> what else uh, will, did we learn? We learned that... Um, Iris feels bad about uh, being mean to uh, to Mikatoba, and so she gave him a pheasant, and that Sholmes is extremely upset about not getting a pheasant of his own. <laughs> that was pretty funny, though. I'd he does honest. pout. <laughs> yeah, he curls up on the couch and like turns away like, no, then I guess I just won't associate it all. 
Yeah. <laughs> just puts his airbuds in and just ignores everybody. Yep. It, it is pretty great though that he's like so so he's so into the pheasant, you know. Like <laughs> but Well, we do want to talk to him though about um important stuff, maybe some of the stuff that uh he's been holding out on us. And um mm-hmm. he, at first he acts like he doesn't want to do it. But then um, he does suddenly want to talk to us and he assumes that we want to talk about the pheasant. And he's like, not so fast. First, we have some unpheasant conversation to have. And that's (laughs) that's just great. I like that. (laughs) That's good. I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's silly. But yeah, that's that's when he uh, starts dropping the information about uh, the telegram, the names and his hypothesis of why those what's the significance of those four names uh we know that they came up during the last game when uh we found the secret decoder music boxes that uh had those four names listed and they come up in correspondence between the two governments at first he thought that uh it was just four people that were like lists of victims because one was uh wilson and he's dead um, but when when it was revealed that Asashin was uh, a hired assassin, he kind of modified that a bit to where, okay, this is a list of victims and their killers. And he only learned about that the other day when we talked about it. So this is a new revelation for him mm-hmm. that uh, Giselle Brett was Asashin. Right. He thought she was dead. Yeah. Yeah. She had disappeared from, from London for a while, even though she was a famous sort of infamous assassin. Yeah. He also tells us that he actually discussed this with Gregson. He told him, he told Gregson uh, his, his theory that um, he's in danger because he was on a list of people who are going to be killed. So he was discussing stuff with Gregson, but not as distant as we thought they were. Mm-hmm. Right. That lot of good it did Gregson, though. Yeah. Yeah. And that's also why he made us think... Um, Kazuma was was dead on the ship. Yeah, it's funny because we bring this up and we're like, hey, but like you, you got someone arrested like for murdering him. That that seems like a problem. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but he he just kind of assures us like, no, it's fine. She just she she got off the boat and she's she's fine now. I said JK afterwards. Yeah, that she, he told her afterwards that it wasn't for real and. He also had to go to America after that. Yeah. He'll be followed up on that. (laughs) Well, he also says, like, you know, she had some things to feel guilty about anyway, so, you know, she kind of deserved the deception. (laughs) I mean, not murder, though. (laughs) Everybody's guilty of something. (laughs) I feel like everyone's murdered everyone in this trial, to be honest. How do you know you didn't murder somebody else? Maybe you did. Murder, smuggling a pet. You know, we're all guilty of things. But anyway, he wanted us to think Kazuma was dead because he thought Kazuma was going to be killed if he was going to get to to London. Um, But now that he has the new information about Asashin, he realizes that that Kazuma was set up to be an assassin. Yeah. Which uh, kind of, like, puts a different spin on, like, when we got to, when we first arrived to Japan... Um, and we first went into, or not, not Japan, we first got to England and we got into uh, uh, Male Strongheart's office. Mm-hmm. We we're like, no, we're here to carry out the mission that Cosmo was sent to do. And he went, are you really? Yes. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's really interesting. Can you tell me about that mission? And, no. um, and so like that, 
that's always that's it's always like oh like he he knows what the mission is and this kind of makes that fall into place mm. uh where like oh that oh that's what he meant by the mission right he's like he's like he's like feeling your arms like i don't know if you'd make a great lawyer <laughs> you know like i mean i guess deeply staring in your eyes do you have what it takes to be a Lawyer? Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at the sword in our hip, going, like, do you know how to use that? How do you plan on lawyering? I want to see that series, though. Like, I want to see that series where he's the assassin and he just, like, bumbles through every assassination attempt and it just works. Ace Assassin. <laughs> it's the, it's already insane. <laughs> yeah, Ace, Ace Assassin. <laughs> see him, like, smacking his cheeks, trying to hype himself up. Gotta kill this guy. Gotta get away this time. <laughs> or, like, he throws the knife and he misses and he makes that face. <laughs> it's like that giant bomb thing with Hitman where they run into the room, but that really happens. And he has to just deal with it. <laughs> oh. Oh. Good times. Mm. I never actually played Hitman, otherwise I'd have more to say, but it's a good game, I hear. Anywho. Uh, one little fact that does come out, though, I guess they've mentioned before, but they emphasize it now, is that the when Giselle Brett, you know, the a uh, the assassin uh, person, got off of the the crime, they were um, th- because of that sort of diplomatic community. And uh, Mikitova points out that that would not apply now. He makes a real point to be like, okay, now we've got the treaty, though. So if someone a foreign national were coming and kill someone, they would be tried for murder, and they wouldn't get off with diplomatic immunity. Um, and uh, because you think that might actually figure in the coming up soon with somebody on trial. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they figured that that was supposed to be the plan, that they wanted two people dead, so they did little assassin exchange. Yep. Uh, they sent someone from, an assassin from Britain to Japan to kill someone in Japan, and then the other way around. That's like, that's some slick entrepreneurship. We also know that it, on the Japanese side, it was Jigoku who handled things because we found the paper in his office. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really seems like the, it was Britain that wanted the people killed. Japan has nothing to do with it. They just had to agree to the plan for some reason. Yeah, I mean, they sent the they sent the thing that just said, hey, here's presumably presumably the context of here's the, the assassin plan was there, but they're the ones who sent the list of names of here are, here's who we want and here's who we want for the the uh, the targets. You know, I wonder if this is all just a big misunderstanding with ninjas, you know, where like the British people are like, those are assassins, right? And they're like, no, they're just people in plays in the background. And that's how that whole cultural thing happened. That's my theory as to what happened. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Good. I know. Sorry, we're just in law. I'm sorry to have like just completely brought <laughs> everything to a screeching halt with that, but okay. <laughs> we're, we're, all, we're all contemplating this now. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. It's attorney, too. Woo. <laughs> good job, Jagoku. Anyway, uh, so... Um, so after we sort of establish that, we, we there's a, a cute little scene where... Um, because I guess earlier in the in the scene, like before sort of Holmes gets into the, the details, um, Susie mentions that she had been listening in and, and now knows that Mikotoba isn't her father. Um, you mean Iris? I mean, Iris, sorry, not Susie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's sad because she was kind of excited when she thought that he was, because that would mean that they were like half sisters with Suzato. Yeah. And then you get a nice scene at the end where like, she's like, you know, but Susie could be my sister and then, then you could be my brother. And 
one happy family of figuring out murderers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but instead, we're going to continue on to the trial the next day. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, Mikitoba kept all his nuts in Japan, you know, so <laughs> what can you do? Some people. <laughs> what? Anyway. You know, look, that is actually the one thing I never really understood. Not specifically that. Uh, but, like, uh, when, you know, like, earlier, too, when, like, Suzato is kind of like, you know, Dad, you didn't. But, like, his mother passed away. So had he met someone in Britain that he, you know what I mean? Like, that wouldn't have been, like, the worst thing, you know? No, but then it means that he never told her that, that he had, that she has a little sister. Yeah. I mean, also, whoever it was, he clearly hit it and quit it. And that's a little rough. Oh, that's true, yeah. That's Aban- nice. yeah abandoned. Yeah. <laughs> Unless he didn't know, you know, which is like, or I found out, like, you know, I don't know. I, I think he knew. Like, you don't forget that. Well, no, not if, unless you find out after you've gone back on a steamship to Japan, which I guess you could come back. Yeah, I mean, you can hook up with someone and not know if they become pregnant. I'm just, there's ways to write around it that he's not a total dipshit. I'm just saying, but, you know. I mean, Iris, Iris is 10 years old, right? So that means she right. was born just when they were returning to Japan. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the mother also isn't around, so um, something <laughs> happened to the mother, too. I don't know. I mean, we just, I, I don't know why we're inventing this Mori Povich situation. <laughs> 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 but I, I do want it. I know, no. <laughs> but yeah, it's established that now, despite all the sort of hints around it, she is, Iris is not actually Mikitoba's child. This is someone else was involved who also isn't John Wilson, apparently. Right. She's still sad that he's dead, though, just because, you know, she's sad that a guy died. Mm-hmm. Right. That brings us into the trial, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and Strongheart, um, you know, kind of entreats the uh, the both the judiciary and the, the, the councils to, you know, that was like, we're going to uncover all the truths. And, uh, you know... The, the lawyers have to undertake this trial with the resolve to pursue things to the bitter end. And Naruhoda goes, resolve. Yes, that's the name of the video game I'm in. On the Nintendo <laughs> Switch. Or depending on which, you know, well, you yeah, d- depending on which console you play. Yeah. So after that, we actually have a very good point from uh, Von Zeeks where he's just yes. kind of raising his head. It's like, um, are we still doing this? Are, are we going to just let uh, Kazuma be the prosecutor in this case when he's like clearly admitted to being an assassin who is inextricably linked to this case and his proceedings? And the judge is like, "Nah, we'll sentence him tomorrow." Nah, we'll we'll just we'll just keep yeah yeah it, yeah we'll sentence him tomorrow. Today he can just be the prosecuting attorney. Yeah. Like, Kazuma gets away with so much shit in this trial, and I'm just raising my hands in the air as being like, I, you would never let me get away with that. Ever. In a million years. Would you try to get away with that? Well, not not the assassin part. I'm just like, mm. stuff that happens later where he just, like, throws out completely baseless shit. And again, I, know, it's, I, was, I was with you up until the it's not fair. Damn it. I wanted to do that. kind of thing. <laughs> you know, then I was like a little wait, pull Where are you going with this? But at least make him, you know, show evidence. I, I don't know. It, it seems to set the precedent that, like, as long as the prosecution and the defense agree, it's fine. And we're a pushover right. because we think Cosmo's cute. So, right. I guess we could have just disagreed just for the, the heck of it. It's like, no, that's that's completely inappropriate. We obviously need a new prosecutor. I recommend Von Zeeks, who's completely unbiased. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's not involved in the case or, at all. Or Sasuke Natsume, come on out, buddy! You know. <laughs> but then if he's the prosecutor, then he'll agree that him being the prosecutor is a good idea, and then we've got it. <laughs> oh, brother. Nailed it. I'm so good at lawyering. Nice. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, coming to the, sta- to the uh, stand, <laughs> not the stage, so coming to the, the stand <laughs> now for witness testimony is uh, Jigoku, uh, the judge, and uh, and almost immediately, like he he very quickly ramps up from completely uncooperative to outward, completely hostile. Um, at first, he's just like, um, you know, no, I don't, you know, don't have to. I'm, I'm not connected. My actions on that uh, on that boat really don't matter. I'm not connected to this, and I don't have. And it's you know, it, it like um, Kazuma points out that like, hey, you just showed up for this con- for this. Um, you know this uh, this whole conference, and then you left immediately. And he's like, "That's rude. It doesn't mean I'm involved in this." Um, <laughs> and he's like, "I have nothing to add." And so you have to show the the telegram from Japan, um, which just just pisses him the hell off. Like, where'd you get that? He's not very good at hiding when he's been caught out in a lie, like at all. No, and it's I, it feels like this. I don't know for everybody else, but it felt like this trial was pretty obvious. Like, there's you're just kind of just going being like, okay, I have like seven things I could do here. The only yeah, the only good <laughs> thing was like, okay, which one of these gotchas am I going to point at now? Because there's so many. Like, there's we have so many options to just keep like throwing things out here that proves he's wrong. Yeah. No, we like we found really conclusive evidence, like you know, like with the the watch fob and everything. Like we we have him dead to rights with the evidence that that Shelms found. So it it se- it almost seems like this part is almost just like, you know, perfunctory. It's like okay, okay, mm-hmm. we gotta nail him down. He totally murdered that guy. Right. I like to once once he turns hostile, one of the first things he says that he should have convicted us a year ago. <laughs> yeah, and it's, he's not even like, I don't think you're a murderer. I'm going to call you one now, and I'm going to say that you, I should have convicted you just because you're so annoying, and you're embarrassing us with your wild conjecture. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, clearly this guy's like, like, right away you realize, like, not only is he involved, but he clearly did something. Yeah. I started to get an impression from this testimony, too, about somebody else, but I don't want to say anything yet, because I'm, I'm sure we got there, but I just don't remember exactly when. We do. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're about to get there. Okay, cool. So he, yeah, so he, he does admit that he sent um, Kazuma uh, to be an assassin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gave him that mission. Uh, and we get a testimony where basically he says that um, he still can't have shot Gregson because um, there was someone outside his door at all times, and if he had shot someone, then someone would have heard. Uh. And we have the perfect evidence for that, of course. Mm-hmm. Because we found that um, itinerary in the garbage can uh, last time that says that there was an evacuation drill. Mm. There was no one outside the door for like 20 minutes. And the best thing is, is as soon as you, you present the, the uh, evacuation drill itinerary, he acts like it's a state secret. He's like, where did you get that? And it's like, <laughs> what do you mean? Everybody in your boat was nowhere near you at this time. You clearly <laughs> knew that. How hard would it be for anybody else to find out that information? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, then so you have to present the that to show that he was definitely he definitely could have been there um and then he's like well you still don't have any proof that anything happened in the room so if you would basically you have to examine that, that little watch fob and then w- examine the watch and and you get the fact that you, you can present that little thing to be like wait this definitely fits on gregson's watch this is a part of it and it was found there so gregson was absolutely in there yeah we know the murder happened a day beforehand mm-hmm. 
Well, the response to that is like, okay, yeah, he was there, but uh, I didn't kill him. I just threw him over my shoulder. Prove that I didn't. Yeah, jujitsu, like made it with a judo move. Yeah, Susado move. Mm-hmm. He kind of threatens, right? He's like, hey, you want me to demonstrate or some shit? And it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm not judge. But. He says that uh, Gregson was there, pulled a gun on him, and then did a judo flip, and that broke his watch. And then he just like ran away conveniently past the guard, who's apparently useless. Also, that the watch bit ended up in the trunk somehow. <laughs> Just doesn't really explain that. Completely unrelated. <laughs> judo move kicked I watch uh, out of Gregson's hands. And then I tripped after the judo move and fell into the trunk, which <laughs> locked after me. Fortunately, I'd paid the guy to remember the luggage thing, which I could never, which happened to be Shom's upside down. What a weird coincidence. Clearly very explainable. We're all trying to figure out who did this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, like, the... I think he, the next thing he tries to do is to argue that, you know, um, you know, hey, even if I did, I couldn't get the body out. I don't have no way that, like, it would be searched as soon as I left. Yeah, then he, like, he goes into the, okay, well, I didn't kill him. And then he goes to, okay, well, he was dead. And what else was I supposed to do? He was dead when he walked into my room. Yeah, he was like that when I got there. <laughs> After the judo throw, what is so hard to understand? But be- be- before that, we do have to show that he could have carried the body away um, in his trunk, which we have uh, conveniently photographed. This part bothered me because we don't actually have any evidence. Like, we, we have the picture of his trunk, mm-hmm. but nowhere does that actually explain why the trunk is relevant, which is that, you know, because he's very high in political office... He gets to he gets to skip the line. That's what that's a thing that's not actually contained in the evidence anywhere. You yeah. just kind of have to remember it from all that time ago. Yeah, from ages ago. Yeah, this is one of those stretches that Ace Attorney games do at the end that always frustrates me. If I and I need a guide for. Well, there's a I have a bigger stretch too that they're going to get into, which I, I think is actually an out and out plot hole with this thing. But I don't think we're quite there yet. Oh. Yeah, but then he, but he, he does bring it up that you know even though he had a trunk and didn't have to get it checked, that still doesn't prove anything. Um, mm-hmm. So we do have to show that um, the way the Gregson was uh, curled up into a ball suggests that he was not um, killed where he was found, but he was like inside some container. I absolutely never would have figured this out on my own. I think it took me a couple of tries because you have to make the you have to make the leap of logic. To, between the autopsy report that says that he was killed instantly and then the assumption that he was stored somewhere in a tight, you know, confined space, which explains why he would be curled over like that, which if he died instantly, he wouldn't be. But we did know that the body was moved, right? Like, I mean, we kind of had the theory that like, hey, wait a sec, he, if he was taken to some kind of frozen thing, like, which wouldn't be like easily found in England. But we do know, you know what I mean? Like that part, I didn't have a tr- I didn't have a problem with. Like I kind of knew where they were going with that, you know. Like you couldn't just dump the body. He couldn't just like have the body in the trunk, right? The whole time. Um. Yeah, he couldn't keep it there the whole time. 
So he had to have done something with it. And that, like that, I kind of figured. The way they explained it is just, I could not, I would not have made that leap of logic. I wouldn't have, gu- I wouldn't have guessed that with his body being curled, Gregson's like meant like, oh, that's, he must have been in a trunk from that. You know what I mean? Like, but like, it's that part I'm okay with because it kind of follows, you know? Also like sort of the impression that it's, that Jigoku talked to the people of the ship and were just like, by the way, can I store my luggage in the freezer? No, I think he actually says that that's why he started it in the freezer because he couldn't throw it overboard because someone right. would see him. But he, but he could sneak his way into the ship's um, freezer and, and put the body there for somehow. Yeah, with no one noticing. That's my problem, though, because like... I actually can kind of conceive, all right, you have your evacuation drill, you put Gregson's thing in your luggage, you, you run to the freezer or whatever, drop him off, come back, pretend like you don't know what's going on. That's fine. But how would you ever retrieve the yeah. body then? Yeah. That's yeah. the part. Because like you pull into port, like they're not going to just abandon the kitchen. They're not going to be like away from the freezer. There's people that work there all the time. Wait, wait, wait. Right. No, there's there's an answer to this, and it's the large wad of cash we found in that guy's back pocket. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the only way this okay, works. Yeah. Like I have to use your freezer. This will solve many <laughs> plot holes. Well, yeah. That's. I guess that is it. But anyway, after after we showed it, um, that yeah, that uh, Gregson was killed in in the ship on the ship. We still have to prove that it wasn't Kazuma that killed him, because that's also an option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he automatically, as soon as it happens, he accuses Kazuma. <laughs> that's where he admits that he did all that, exactly as we prescribed, but that he didn't kill him, and that was just his only option, because he didn't want to get in trouble. There's a really, I feel like there's a really good animation where, like, he clearly realizes that he's cornered, and he, like, takes him on to, like, like, stroke his chin and think, and he's like... Kazuma, I can't believe you would be so bold to to lie in this courtroom. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the way we prove it was because we know the drill happened after the ship already left the port, and Kazuma told us before that he stayed in the, in France and um, they have his signature on, in in the hotel's guest guest book. Yeah, so they can prove it. And for all the evidence that we have in this trial, we just use the evacuation drill again. I, th- I think that's also a piece of evidence that, like, does it, like, it has a time on it, but does it say that it was necessarily after they left port? I think I think it does. Okay, no, sorry. The the part that's not in evidence is that Kazuma left the ship. Yeah, that that thing that one we have to remember. Right, you just sort of a leap. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of like things where if you put the game down for a year and came back to it, you would have a very hard time figuring out what evidence to present. It's not all in the court record, but it is all very narratively satisfying, so I'll give them a pass. Yeah, and, and so now that we've eliminated... Uh, now, so after sort of eliminating every other option he can be for claiming innocence, he decides to just fold immediately even though even though none of this stuff is really anything more than circumstantial evidence you know we don't really there's not a lot of hard evidence that he was there it's more more stuff like well where else could he be um mm-hmm. uh Jigoku just sort of crumbles and then just gets really angry and, and destroys the stand with his bare hands um and just outright confesses and then he also does like this like super saiyan move where the he like powers up and the stand raises up to the ceiling. The debris floats up like a Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Mm. So, <laughs> and, it's, and it's pretty cool. It's cool. It's also just wild. Like, 
for all the other realistic stuff that like everything else in the game has been based in reality more or less and then that's just that happens and no one even comments on it like you're surprised they don't just stop the trial right there and be like wait wait whoa how did you do that we need we need a new witness stand i mean they address like von zeke's throwing bottles into the the stand i i, I have expected <laughs> them to address that too i mean to be fair we also have like judgment by fireball you know in a lot of it right yeah well that is based in reality no that's okay well so, Jigoku confesses that, like, okay, yes, uh, I did, I did the murder. Um, I, my my British counterpart uh, sort of helped with the plan uh, and gave uh, gave Gregson a like a, a BS mission to get him on the ship so that we'd have the opportunity to kill him. And he um, he had to do it because his um, death that he was supposed to send wasn't. Uh, was was like couldn't get there, uh, Kazuma. So it was like um, he had to do it for Hono because so he had to do it personally. Yeah, he couldn't keep up his, his part of the contract. Because didn't they, they didn't they get on the boat to go to uh, England like before they learned that Kazuma was alive and regained his memory? <laughs> I I can't believe this random law student I asked to kill someone for me fell through. <laughs> uh, what a world! <laughs> so, so he did all that, and then he took um, the body in his trunk to the uh, house on Fresno Street. I uh, bought the firecrackers from Venus. Uh, set up the um, the elaborate uh, gunshot uh, machine mm. with the candles. That's yeah, some really sick improv. But his uh, plan was to get Hugh Boone um, uh, to, to be the suspect in the murder. The, the fact that the Zeke showed, showed up there was just a coincidence. But yeah, like it's it's funny because like he he refu- he outright refuses to name his British collaborator, which is fair because we we're not done with the trial yet. Um, mm-hmm. And Cosmo's like, well, obviously it's the Reaper of the Bailey, it's Barrack von Zeeks, and it's like, <laughs> right. yeah, I I am so sure that von Zeeks, you know, told him to cover up this crime to like make it so that whoever walked into this room was going to be pinned as the murderer, and then walked into the room and then did it. Yeah. So- you know what? So, you, has, did anyone else kind of notice how Maelstrom was acting toward Jigoku during this whole thing? Which was kind of neat, I thought. I didn't really notice it, to be honest. I've been, like, totally betting that, you know, I don't think this is, like, a uh, like a long shot or anything, that, like, Maelstrom is kind of, like, you know... Well, and this, as I was saying, like, the, maybe the British counterpart here, but I felt like the whole time he was, like, kind of going to Jigoku, like... So what do you say to this? Like, he was never, like, accusing Jigoku, but he was almost kind of, like, feeling out, like, can you explain what you were doing with Gregson? Like, <laughs> almost, you know, like, like if you can explain this, I'll let you out of this, but you got to be able to. I'm not going to screw you. Yeah, you've got to give me some sort of bullshit reason. Come on. Yeah, like, I, I kind of felt that way the whole time when they were talking. <laughs> Give me something to work with here. We also we, we also get a scene um, that where he tells about about um, his conversation with Gregson on the ship, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's clear from that that Gregson actually was involved with um, the Reaper stuff. But I thought it was neat that like we got a glimpse of that in the last game in the last case 
he seems to be doing it because he thinks it's, it's what's it's what's best for the country, which is exactly what he right. did um, in the last game with the uh, with the music boxes. Right. Uh, he was he was prepared to like um, like make Gina the um, like convicted and murder because because yeah because he thought like keeping the state secret was more more was more important. And that seems to be exactly what happened here. I forgot that he did that to Gina. No, yeah, he's he's shown he's not a perfect character. He's shown that he's willing to do that in order to keep state secrets. I mean, now now I, I think he really was involved in in the um, Reaper murders, exactly like we thought he did. But he, he did it because he thought that was best for the country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll learn about more, more about that once we learn the entire story. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I think that's his whole thing is like the ends justify the means here. Right? Yeah, it wasn't even personal to Gina or anything. But, you know, I mean, he's like doing stuff like, I mean, exactly like that line I like, which now I can't remember. But, you know, that um, by fair means are foul. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I think, yeah, this is probably the first time that I really started thinking that Gregson was involved, too. Um, but uh, I think the, the bigger idea is that clearly he thinks it's for the country and he's getting orders from somebody high enough up that he's trusting them. So this is someone important enough in the, this isn't just some rando who's like, Hey, I, I'm going to change. You know, I'm going to make sure that things benefit the country. It's someone giving him orders who is significantly, you know, uh, of such stature in the government that he, that he respects the orders. Well, is, is it that he respects the orders or is, does he know that like, if he doesn't follow the orders, then he's kind of fucked. I mean, it could be a little I, of both. It, it honestly does kind of seem that he does respect the orders that he, he does think that he is doing the right thing, which is much more troubling. Yeah. He's always been the sort of, the the like, Countryman kind of character. Jigoku has asked him something and he refuses, even so it's going to cause his death. What was it? Oh, uh, what was the question? Oh, I think they asked him, they asked him like to name the, don't they ask him, I think, like outright, like, all right, well, who, tell us who the British counterpart is, right? And like, no, but Jigoku but knows that, so why would he ask Greg, Greg, Gregson that? Um, oh, I'm sorry, I thought you meant that they asked Jigoku. Oh, no, Jigoku doesn't ask, no, no, Kazuma asks. Are you talking about the scene where Kazuma's in in the in the boat? Yeah. Oh, Kazuma does. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. So I was mistaken. I thought it was with um, Jigoku, but it, it's, with, it's with Kazuma, and it's probably also later, right? It's a little, a little bit later. Yeah. Okay. So I, I was mistaken. Yeah. So for right now, basically, after he confesses, and apparently, also we skipped over the fact that that the reason why the fish and chips were such a dead giveaway is just that they fell out. Um, and apparently he just decided to put them back in the pocket Yeah, at, at one point. Like, just don't put them back in. Like, did, did he really think that we'd be like, well, that's not Gregson. He doesn't have fish and chips in his pocket. Yeah, <laughs> uh, apparently. Yeah, Gregson without fish and chips would be way more suspicious. What if he did, though? Yeah. What if he's like, what if all British... What if he's like, yo, wait, what, do all, what if all British people have this? And they'll know, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he didn't have his fish and chips. But I mean, it's not like, hold on. He also, he also tra- like traveled all the way from the ship to London to his hotel room, then to the scene. At any point, did he just want to buy some new fish and chips? <laughs> like he's going to have to have the rotten ones stuck in there. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know where to buy fish and chips in London. Like it's not like the distinctive, the distinctive fish and chips. Oh no, those are Gregson's fish and chips. I mean, at that point, they would have clearly gone off. He would have noticed. 
But wait, but then here's what he's got to do. Because then he can't put it in right away at the hotel with friggin' like picture happy Shomes or whoever the hell wanted that picture, you know? So he's got to hold on to the fish and chips or get him closer. And his mind's already going a mile a minute with, if I get a firecracker going off here, it'll sound like something. It gets high to the candle and everything. And then he's leaving. He's like, oh, the fish and chips. It would have been perfect, you know? <laughs> Which is how I would have done. I would have been like, that is the perfect plan and missed the tiniest thing. You're the same, Judge Hell, you and me. But, which I might remind you is his name. Um, but yeah. <clears throat> so. So yeah, so now, so but he's taken away. He does sign a confession. So, but he still, you know, obviously refuses to, to name who is. Yeah, the- it's like he refuses to name the counterpart, even though we flat out say, look, there's nothing that you can say that's going to make this worse for you. Because you're already, like, convicted. I think he also thinks that, that it's probably going to be better for Japan, probably, that he doesn't name mm, maybe. whoever it is. Yeah, I mean, obviously he believes in that that cause. Or, like, the or if it, if it is Maelstrom, that it's like, if I sell out Maelstrom, I'm screwed. <laughs> you know, like, there's no saving me. Because, like, then they're going to throw the book at me. But maybe if I'm still good to this guy, like, they can kind of pull some sort of strings. Oh, yeah, he could, like, pull some strings, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, if Maelstrom gets off, he could, I mean, obviously he's in control of the entire judicial system somehow, so he can get, like, uh... Yeah. Th- there's also a cute animation around here. Where, um, where, uh, like, when uh, Maelstrom, like, declares him guilty, he, like, he, he bangs his, like, weird staff thing on the, on the little gavel pad. Yeah, did we ever mention that it's, like, not a, a gavel, it's, like, a unicorn head? I don't think we did. Yeah. It makes a different sound, too. It does. And then, like, all six little, like, fire orbs shoot up from the jury stand and go into the thing, and it's, uh... It's it's very dramatic. Yeah, but one thing I wanted to point out that this is different than the other cases that we've had because usually when our client has been exonerated and we find like the person who actually did it, we don't get a guilty verdict. We get a a not guilty for our client. But in this case, we don't get a not guilty for our client. We get a guilty for the person who did it. Mm. Yeah. That's true, actually, yeah. But we don't, well, to be fair, though, we don't get the big letters guilty and everything. You know what I mean? We do, like you do. I think. Oh, you do? We do. Yeah. Says, yeah. No, yeah. Then we do. Forget it. Okay. Like it's a bad end, except it's good, actually. And not an end. When it when that happened, I was like, that that's not the ending. Yeah, because Kazuma now wants to change what this trial is all about. Maybe they are trying to trick you to be like, well, that's it. Show's over, everybody. We can go all pack it up, right? See you all in great Ace Attorney 3, everyone. <laughs> Please have the budget to give us another game. Um. Well, Kazuma now decides that he wants this trial to be about something completely different. Honestly, <laughs> I was half expecting Cosmo to be like, but hold on, wait a second. That doesn't mean that Von Zeeks can't be the Reaper. <laughs> I mean, he does. Yeah, that's, that's what he does. I both love this and hate this because his entire conjecture or his entire argument is that Gregson told him that... You know, I, I forget what exactly he said, but basically it implies Baron Von Zeeks. And we get to this eventually, but I'm like, that's you can't do that. You can't just say, well, Gregson told me that. Like, that's not evidence. That's not a thing. Also, Gregson doesn't really tell him what. So basically what happens is, is we, we push forward with the trial and Cosima says he has proof that this happened. And his proof is that he drew his sword on Gregson 
uh, of when they were on the boat, and Gregson was just like, "Fine, yeah, we uh, we oh, knew yeah. the professor was your father, but uh, we couldn't prove it. So in order to sort of get this convicted murderer, you know, off the streets, um, you know, we, the, the the evidence was fabricated in the in the autopsy, but he doesn't say what it is." That's it. That's all he gets is that Gregson said it was fabricated, but Gregson's dead, so you don't really have anything at that point anyway. And we sort of get to realize at this point that uh, this was maybe the mastermind's plan is to eliminate everyone that knew everything about the events of 10 years ago or whatever. Yeah, I'm still not exactly sure how that that ties into the whole uh, Reaper thing, but whatever. Reaper or the professor part. Because right. if, if Kazuma's right and his father was set up, then who's who was killing all the other people? Is this always been the Reaper? We know that the, that the evidence was found during the autopsy. Um, yeah. And we know that John Watson was the head doctor during the autopsy, and then that um, uh, Size, uh, Courtney Size, was um, assisting him. And Size was obviously working from, for... for uh, yeah, Size's not going to tell us anything. For... for yeah. Well... Scythe is in, like, double jail, where she is not allowed to be spoken to or of. Yeah, she... <laughs> <laughs> and, and she was working for Strongheart. She's definitely on his side. Yeah. yeah. And Jigoku will probably be in that same jail situation, where we will not be able to ask him any questions. Well, he's, he's already proven that he's not going to be... He's in, like, triple jail. Yeah. But and anyway, Kazuma says that, yeah, so... Um, Van Zix was still is still the Reaper, and uh, he set that up ten years ago. The false evidence, and uh, Strongheart agrees to go with it, <laughs> probably because he's an opportunity, maybe to get away. Probably, but like the specific thing that we have to prove, like the question is that um, we have to prove that he's somehow linked. Baron Von Zix is somehow linked to this case, and it's the link is his brother and the autopsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that connects himself, Gregson, and, and Doctor w- uh, Wilson. Um, and so th- th- now that they've got this sort of connection, you know. But if uh, I forget what was the, the reason why why strong um, why Von Zix is is camp because like Cosmo pre- um, pushes um, Rinosuke to. to actually you know accuse von zeke's but then he says no there's actually someone else involved yeah this was so weird it's like uh we get him back on the uh witness stand and Cosmo's question to us is like okay what are you actually doing here do you, are you just trying to get your client off or do you actually want to know the truth because to win this case all we have to do is just sit there like Cosmo is the one struggling here not us we could just sit there and let him lose all those points but but they also kind of say something like there's a contradiction in uh, Kazuma's, or not Kazuma, but um, Von Zeke's testimony. And if we don't point it out, he's going to point it out. And then that, that like gives him an advantage over us or something like that. It makes us look bad. It makes us look like we're we're hiding something. It does kind of make us look bad. It's like because he probably would have been like, oh, so you really didn't notice that. You didn't notice that big glaring. OK, I see how you are. Bro, we just got a judge convicted here in England, okay? My mind's elsewhere. <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't have said that, but, you know, I, it's his resolve also. We mentioned that. Right. I think, and I think the thing that we have to press is that the statement, uh, he has no link to the case. And then we mm-hmm. have to establish that link as the autopsy and his brother. Right. And then uh, here's, here's the part that I forgot, but what, what ends up coming out is he's like, yeah. 
that is the connection between the, the three. But what it turns out is that when all this was going on during the time of the autopsy and all the other stuff, he wasn't actually in control of the prosecution's case. He wasn't involved at all. He pushed Strongheart at the to be you know when it went to trial to be the prosecutor, but he wasn't actually leading the investigation. There was only one person who was actually involved in all this stuff and who was leading the investigation at the time. And when pressed, you have to pick male Strongheart. And 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 Von Zeeks is the one who who realizes this because he's basically like, okay, wait, like seriously, Cosmo, you're saying that they fabricated evidence in the autopsy because. I didn't do that. And he, and he believes it. Like, he actually believes it. And even though Cosmo is just saying, well, Gregson told me, the fact that he's saying that Gregson told him means, I think he trusts Gregson more than he does Cosmo. <laughs> well, no, Cosmo knows that Van Zix was the um, prosecutor in Isifado's trial. But he assumed that he was always the prosecutor. And not that he became the prosecutor after, a, a little later in, in the proceedings. Right. Uh, so that's why, and the prosecutor does have control uh, over the autopsies, apparently. So that's why he came to the conclusion it was obviously Von Zix, because he was the prosecutor, so he has, had to knew about the evidence planting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as soon as Von Zix realizes, then, you know, then he realizes, wait a second, now there was someone else here who set me up. <laughs> yeah, I, I pushed to become the prosecutor a little later in the in the process, right? And and I think he says something like, uh, "Malmstrom just kind of handed him over everything, and he just went with that, assuming it was true." Yeah, well, he thought he was doing him a favor. He thought that he was rewarding him and and to, to because of his passion and to let him be the prosecutor to avenge his brother. And he realizes that what he was doing was not rewarding him; it was setting him up. Mm-hmm. At this point, Strongheart starts, starts to get a little upset. <laughs> well, yeah, we we can we accuse him at this point. Yeah, surprisingly, accusing the judge of being uh, the Reaper of the Bailey does not go over well. Yeah, and it's this <laughs> funny thing. It's like Rinosuke is like, okay, we uh, request that you come to the witness stand. And he's like, denied. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Want to make another motion? Go ahead. Deny. Deny. I'll just deny him in advance. <laughs> You can object if you like. I mean, you know. <laughs> oh, okay, objection then. Yeah, oh, by the way, you're fired. Both of you, both prosecution, defense, you're absolutely fired. <laughs> Why did I let an assassin be a prosecutor? This is not... <laughs> Man. You must be an assassin because you're killing me up here. <laughs> Gina, you're rehired. Come arrest these people. <laughs> Oof, there are days, right, people in the... <laughs> killing the audience with these jokes. Is like you know? Oh, do we have evidence here? Strike that! Strike that all! No, we're striking it all. Every, every, every do you say it again? I'm gonna strike it. <laughs> no, I, didn't, I don't think you do. Irrelevant. Like I love that. Like they're trying to use the system where that he's in charge of against him. Mm-hmm. And so, with nothing else to turn to, they basically get like the uh, the bad news bears let them play defense going, where he gets everyone in the crowd to be like, "No, let's hear more, let's hear more." Well, before that, our problem is that that there's no one left to uh, question about the autopsy because Gregson is dead, and um, Watson Wilson is dead. Wilson is dead, and Sides and Sides is, in double is jail. In double jail. Um, but we know that there was someone else there, uh, which is uh, the father's dad, Eugene Mikotaba. And apparently Stronger did not know that because um, 
he prepared the autopsy, but Wilson signed it. So Strongheart had no idea that there was someone else uh, on that procedure. So we want to bring Mikotoba in, uh, and that's when Strongheart just says, no, we're ending this trial right now. Yeah, this is ridiculous. This is not worth my time. It's like, but he's right. Like he's in London. We could just get him on the on the on no. the stand. No, no, denied. No, yeah, <laughs> absolutely not. It's gone long enough. And and then, then we got a surprise. Hold it from uh, Herlock Sholmes. Herlock Sholmes comes in with his big bag full of letters to Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a better ending than the remake, by the way. But whatever, sorry, yeah. different thing. Um, <laughs> and wasn't he the one that revealed that it was Mikitoba that was actually Wilson and that he's like right here? He brought him there and he could come in like right now. Yeah, like he predicted that this might happen. Yeah, you, you can't even have a recess. He has, he's, in, he's in the next room uh, preparing to get understand. Yeah, he like he tries to have a recess like 30 minutes where, you know, he's going to like try some shit. Mm hmm. Yeah, but Charles basically rises up the audience. Um, he does. Yeah, can I? I mean, I I don't know. It's kind of corny, I guess, but I really liked it, actually. I love this because, like, the music is, like, swelling and everything. It's all triumphant and shit. You, you get a vocal track of, like, the audience, like, with the British, like, chanting testify and stuff. And I, I, I was just like, I, I really liked it. It was like it, my... It was like, a spirit bomb moment. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was total. I was I was here for it, as they say, you know. But, um, so yeah, so then Mel's like, okay, well, the, I guess there's some members of the vocal minority that are trying to make this go on. So just to appease them, we'll go along. Some people are trying to cancel the judicial system. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, I guess. <laughs> and he does tell us that uh, if, if, if we still need help at some point, then we can still pull the rabbit's ears to get to him. But you only do it once. Mm. Uh, Maelstrom also says something uh, kind of funny when we bring up Mikotoba. Is that's just like, oh, was just like what, another Japanese person we're just bringing in here? God, another Japanese fuck. <laughs> but yeah, he says a little bit kind of in a racist way, but I just kind of like the notion of just like, hold on, wait a second. How many foreigners are we bringing into this trial that is about English? law system yeah everyone except me in this in this courtroom is i always said about immigration oh. <laughs> yeah apparently <laughs> and then we look into the crowd and they're all japanese too <laughs> <laughs> oh brother but yeah so after he folds and he's like fine we'll do this that then we get our to be continued yeah which how is this gonna work is he gonna like go run down to the witness stand and then like run back up and make the ruling and then come back down well, he's not understand yet. Yeah, it's going to be Mikitoba first. Oh, right. Really? So. Not guilty. He's done. <laughs> <laughs> not guilty because I say so. <laughs> we still haven't addressed how we're going to do this, really. I mean, that's, you know, the one thing that we have on him, right, is that the entire, like, judicial system is kind of at stake here. You know what I mean? Because right. there's people who are, like, watching and everything. So it's like, it can't be a total sham kangaroo court thing. Like, he needs kind of, like, some sort of substantive way out of this like some way to save face you know yeah and yeah. you have to assume that for a lot of these people their loyalty is based on fear because he has a grip on them and that mm -hmm. you just want to convince them enough that that he's slipping that you know that he can be toppled and that you know that kind of thing um, well yeah even when we do convince them at first like there are some people that are like well i mean if he says it's over then it's over like that's how the court system works mm -hmm. yeah i mean 
<laughs> and then I then that one person in the back is like, I can't believe there's only like ten jurors tops they keep picking. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> um, they don't say that, but yeah. So I guess there's not. I don't know how much room for speculation there really is here. Well, the one thing I, I want to see what what you're saying is um, about Iris, who's Iris's parents are, and why is she with Holmes? Honestly, I don't think it matters. Like, I don't think it matters who her parents are. <laughs> I really don't. I stopped caring, says the Lohoko. Let's let's just say it, it is going to be revealed uh, next time. It is one of the mysteries of the game. So, who do you think it is? I've, I don't. I don't know. A wax figure. <laughs> John Harden, Shin, Cosma, I, um, Gregson. Fuck, I don't know. Reporter? No, <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna guess it's. I'm gonna guess it's Herlock Sholmes. Actually, I'm gonna guess. Uh, hmm. I, the only thing I'm wondering is 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 if there's some other connection to the autopsy. So maybe it's Courtney Scythe is her mother because she's also got like a a protege as a as a daughter but I don't know why she would have to hide her kid with Holmes. I don't know. Like I don't I don't yeah, I don't know like who who, who could possibly not want their kid to be revealed that we already know. No way Holmes fucks. Sorry god. I I don't think he fucks in a procreative way. I, I think he I think he fucks but just by accident. <laughs> wait, wait, even, wait, hold on. There's too many Okay, um, we I don't even know where to begin. Jones fucks, but he doesn't know what sex is. Yeah, he doesn't know. <laughs> like, he thought he was, like, making cupcakes or something. Wait a minute. No, no, no. <laughs> get, get back here. Hold on. Testify. <laughs> what do you mean by accident? So you rolled over in bed wrong? <laughs> Good lord. That's what I'm finishing it up. Well, it's Mikotoba, not Watson, but... Okay. No, that's right. Well, yeah. <laughs> Watson is a pet name. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, my money yeah. is that uh, Iris and Gina are siblings. Mm. Aw. Not that they, they both were abandoned by terrible adults. It's just that Iris found a good adult and, well, while Gina was, was fully abandoned. I see. That's my theory. I'm sticking with it. Iris and Sholmes sort of have similar hair. Not Iris. Uh, Gina has similar hair. Sholmes. Hmm. Yeah, they've. Um... So I don't know who, but do we have any speculation on is what would be the motivation for uh, now is, is Maelstrom both the professor and the Reaper? Well, is it both? We, yeah, we do have that kind of thread that implies that like uh, well, Genshin was just like set up. I, I think it has to be right. Which I, I don't know. Well, I, I don't know if the serial killer is going to be a character that we already know. The only thing I think it could be Strongheart for both is that if he's trying to reform the British judicial system, which seems to be his number one goal, right. then he's got to eliminate a lot of these parasites on society that are that are holding it back. Yeah. I think that the professor was the name for the Reaper beforehand, and then people and the public got generally upset and were just like, oh, we got to stop the, the, the professor, whoever that is. I mean, more, 
And uh, Maelstrom's like, shit, I got to give up this this Moriarty thing. I could see that. So it's just a rebranding. No, I could see that. Okay, so like when he first starts, he just goes out and starts killing people that he thinks um, aren't good for society, like criminals. But then people get upset about that. And he's like, okay, so we have to go through the process now. They have to at least go to court first. And then if they're uh, found not guilty, then I go kill them. Yeah, and I think he has to change his targets too because at first he's getting nobility, um, but then right. once he's got enough power, he's consolidated enough power in the, in the judiciary that now he can go after the actual criminals without right. sort of any any like fear of repercussions. But he's also using it to sort of eliminate anybody who knew what he was doing in the beginning when he came to right. power. Anybody that just kind of gets in his way. Yeah. So like it isn't just guilty people he's killing. Is you know this whole system is set up to sort of. You know, you know. If that's what this is, that's pretty compelling. Yeah, it's almost fascism. I mean, he's basically he's basically taking total control of the government. Yeah. Um, but it's I guess that's how you convince somebody like Gregson to go along. I I'm, I want to I want to say that's what it is. Uh, I don't know. Like there seems to be this kind of underlying theme of like what's good for the country. Like this is for like a lot of like patriotism and stuff. Hmm. So that's why that's why some people have to get squashed. Sorry. Yeah. And this sort of this idea of a fair trial system, which, you know, if, if you end up with that, the ends have justified the means, even though you have to sort of completely abandon all fairness. You're just murdering people at first and then eventually you're just murdering all these criminals, even though they didn't get a fair trial because they cheated the system. But if you eventually end up in a system that gives a fair jury verdict, then all of this was OK. Yeah, and I mean, that that follows with Strongheart, right? Because he always talks about the whole, like, symposium and everything and, um, you know, uh, forensics and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just doesn't trust the country to get there on its own. He's going to force its way there. Yeah, exactly. But then why But then why all the focus around this case that happened 10 years ago? Because that's his weak point. That's how he gets exposed. Because they had to eventually pin the crime on a guy who didn't do it. It was the greatest PR scandal in of of the Reaper organization. Also, it's you know the reason that Kazuma cares so much about it is because it was you know pinned on his dad, which right. proves that the only thing that can take down a murderer is love. Aww. Also, Ryunosuke is like the only person in this courtroom who doesn't have any connection to this right. to this case three years ago. <laughs> Everyone else is personally invested. I just realized. Yeah. Well, you could say he's invested because Kazuma's his friend. I mean, that's like an indirect investment. Yeah, sure. It's like half credit at most. <laughs> half credit. <laughs> what a what a day. But yeah, I guess we'll all figure out the end of this um, next time. Which now, this last trial part three is going to be pretty long. I assume, right? Just not. Just it would have been way longer if we put this whole all the parts together. Yeah, we're gonna have to gather our resolve to finish this one. <laughs> yeah. But um, I mean that you know what's funny is that I actually like we went a little farther in this one than I had recalled, so um, uh, it might not be that bad. But you know, it's like you have the trial and you have the ending too, you sure. know, and all that. So mm-hmm. yeah. So. But we assure you, this time we will finish. So yeah, for the next is... episode, we are definitely getting to the end. Exactly. Great Ace turn. All right, folks. We will uh, see you all next time. Then have a good one. Bye bye. So long.